This morning for our time together with our kids, we're continuing through our, our series through the Jesus Storybook Bible, and we've made our way into, well, the book of Isaiah. And God had a very, very special plan for Isaiah. You know, one of the things we've been seeing is God has been so good, so kind, so gracious, so patient, so merciful with his people. Right? Going all the way back to the Garden of Eden, he promised a way of salvation when they didn't deserve it, we didn't deserve it. And he raised up a family. Who was the head of that family? It begins with an A. Abraham. It was going to be Abraham's family that God was going to, to bring about a Messiah who's going to fix everything that we did wrong. And, and, and we've been tracing that line and God's over and over and over raising up Abraham and his family and, and King David out of that line to lead and to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. But along the way, God's people, man, they're struggling. They say things like this. They meet with God. God kindly meets with them and gives them his law. And they say, all that you say, God, we will do. And do they do all that God has said for them to do? No, they sin. And so God, but God kindly comes back and, and, and is merciful. And he doesn't, he doesn't bring judgment upon them in that moment as they deserve. And once again, he says, the people say to him, oh, well, thank you. But from now on, we're going to do things right. All that you say, we're going to do. And do they do it? They mess up again. And God is kind to them, merciful to them. And they say, thank you, Lord. Now, from this moment on, all that you say, we will do. We're, we're not going to mess up again. And do they mess up again? Do you see the pattern? They can't, they can't seem to get it right. They can't seem to do what God says they should do, what they must do, what they, what they say they want to do. They just can't do it. That's where Isaiah kind of comes in. Because if this is going to change, this pattern is going to change, we can't do it. God's going to have to do it. And that's the message he sends to us through Isaiah. He's going to fix this problem. Listen to this. There once was a man named Isaiah. And his name meant, now in the Bible times, people's name meant things, and it was important. Isaiah's name meant God to the rescue. That's pretty good. Sounds like we've got a problem we can't fix. Isaiah is sent by God, God to the rescue. I wonder what he's going to rescue. That might sound like a bit of a funny name to you, but it was just the right name for Isaiah because God had a very special job for Isaiah. You see, Isaiah's job was to listen to God and then to turn around and tell the people what God said. And God told Isaiah a secret. God was going to fix the problem of his people. Operation No More Tears. You see, every time they kept messing up, they would cry, we're sorry, we're sorry. And God would forgive and all that God says we will do. And then when they messed up, they would cry and be tears and we're sorry. Operation No More Tears. This was the message God gave to Isaiah. And this is kind of the letter that Isaiah wrote to his people from God. Dear little sheep, you all are wandering away from me like sheep in an open field. You keep running away from me. You're lost. And you just can't find your way back to stay. 
but I will not stop loving you. I won't. So I'm sending a shepherd who's going to come and look after you, who's going to love you, who's going to carry you home and will not let you drift away again. You've been stumbling around like people in a dark room, but into the darkness, tell me if you've heard this in recent weeks, into the darkness, I will shine a bright light. Who does John tell us the bright light is? Jesus. Into the darkness, I will shine a bright light, and it will chase away the darkness. A little baby will be born, a royal son. His mommy will be a young girl who doesn't have a husband, and his name will be Emmanuel. And that name has significance too. Emmanuel means, does anybody know? God with us. God with us. God tabernacling with us. God has come to us. And this child will be one of King David's children's, 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 children. The Prince of Peace. Yes, this someone that I'm sending is going to come and rescue you. Rescue you. But he's not going to be anyone that everyone expects. He's going to be a king, but he's not going to live in a palace. He's not going to have lots of money. He will be poor. He's going to be a servant. But this king is going to heal all my people's problems. He will be a hero. He's going to fight for you. He's going to rescue you from your enemies. The very things you can't do. You keep sinning. You keep drifting away. Going toward an enemy, going toward an enemy of Christ. He's going to defeat all those enemies. So there's no one for you to run to but him. But he's not going to fight with a big army. He's not going to fight with a sword. He is going to make the blind see. The lame, what is a lame person? What can they not do? They can't walk. He's going to make the lame leap like a deer. He's going to make everything the way it was meant to be. All the way back in Genesis 1. But people are going to hate him. They won't listen to him. He's going to be like a lamb. He's going to suffer and die. But don't worry. This has always been the plan. This was the plan I made with this person before the beginning of the world. Stop and think about that for just a minute. This plan to send someone to rescue his people... Because they continue to drift from him. They continue to go away. They continue to sin. Before any of this, he said, this has always been the plan. What does that tell us about God? He's in control. He's sovereign. He knows all things. Everything, even our struggles, are part of his plan to glorify himself through this one he's going to send. He says, this is the only way to get you back. It's through this one. But when he dies, he won't stay dead. I will make him alive again. And one day he will come back to rule forever. And when he does, the mountains and the trees will dance for joy. The earth will shout loud. His fame, his popularity, his worship will fill the whole earth just like the waters cover the earth. Everything sad will come untrue. Even death is going to die. And he will wipe away every tear from your eyes. Yes, the rescuer's coming. 
the servant, the king, the promised Messiah. From Je He's coming. Look for him. Watch for him. Wait for him. I promise he's coming. This was the letter God sent to his people through Isaiah. So if you read that whole big book of Isaiah, you're going to see a lot of that message in there. Poor Isaiah. He read God's letter over and over to God's people. And you know what God's people did? They didn't listen at all. They didn't want to listen to God. They didn't believe it. Maybe it sounded too good to be true. Maybe it was a story that, that just didn't make sense. But if you think about it, it does kind of sound far-fetched, doesn't it? Somebody who's going to come and fix all your problems. It's like a, a fairy godmother, right? I mean, it does sound like a fantasy, doesn't it? But it's not. In John's gospel we're reading right now, John is saying, I've seen him. He came. I've seen the one Isaiah. I beheld him. I gazed upon him. I have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. I've seen him. He did come. And what's his name? It's Jesus. Jesus is the one who has come to fix everything. It's all about Jesus. And we have the perspective we get to in Isaiah's day Jesus had not yet come and it was going to be many centuries how many years are in a century any of these young kids know how many years in a century 100 and it was going to be many centuries before Jesus came they had a long wait but for you and I we have the privilege we get to look backwards he's come he did do what God said he was going to do he's accomplished it all and all that the father said he would do and accomplish for us he's done the question is do we believe it do we believe him? Well, he's worthy. He's come. And our prayer for these young hearts is that God would stir in their hearts to give them a love for Christ like John had. Like I hope they see in us, their brothers and sisters, or those of us who are, who are here worshiping the Lord. As they hear us sing, we sing not because they're on this, it's on the screen, but because this is our heart. Christ is this one worthy of praise. He is who God said he is. He has taken away every tear. It hasn't reached culmination yet. It will. But today we know Christ is all.